In the last few weeks, the grown-ups have been learning about a man called Nehemiah. Have some of you been learning about Nehemiah as well? Yeah? Can anybody tell me anything about Nehemiah? Anything at all? Who was Nehemiah? Is Nehemiah still alive now? No, we don't think Nehemiah is still alive now. Okay. Nehemiah was a Jew, and he was one of the people that had been sent away to exile when, the, when God got cross with the Jews, basically. And they were sent to Babylon for 70 years. And then some of them came back, and they tried to rebuild Jerusalem, but they didn't finish it. So then Nehemiah, who was still in Babylon, being the cupbearer to the king, got a message from God to say, go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Now, the walls of Jerusalem were knocked down, which meant it wasn't a safe place to live. It meant that people couldn't really live in the city. They had to live in villages outside. And it also meant that the, the nations that surrounded Jerusalem thought, oh, well, obviously the God of the Jews has given up on them. He hasn't got the power to look after them anymore. He doesn't care about them anymore. So we don't need to care about them either. But it gave them an opportunity to mock God. And that's why it was a really bad thing for the walls of Jerusalem to be knocked down. So God wanted them built back up. And so he sent Nehemiah. Now then, would anybody like to help me by being Nehemiah this morning? Your hand was first, thank you. So, what Nehemiah did was he gathered all the people. They didn't have to be builders, they could be anyone. Some of them were ladies, some of them were probably kids, and some of them were silversmiths and goldsmiths, not, not the normal people that do building of walls. So we need everybody, we need everybody to help. Okay, so Nehemiah, can you get all of these people and anybody else who will come and help us to come and help you? Then we need to get the bricks from in there, all those boxes, and we need to bring them out here so that we can build the walls of Jerusalem. If we pretend that the pulpit is the temple, then the walls need to go round the temple, okay? Come and get some bricks, please, everybody. We need everybody to build. Nehemiah, I need you. So, Nehemiah started feeling some opposition from the people around. They didn't want Jerusalem's walls rebuilt because they didn't want the Jews to be strong. They didn't want God to be looking after the Jews. So they were quite happy for the walls to stay down. And there were two particularly nasty characters called Samballat and Tobiah. They're funny names, aren't they? Nehemiah, where are you? Nehemiah? Nehemiah? Right. So there's these two nasty guys called Sambalat and, what did I say, Tobiah. And they're being really rude. And they're saying, you Jews can't build a wall. You can't make a wall out of rubble. And the rudest thing of all they said, sorry, I'm in front of the mic, the speakers. The rudest thing of all that they said was... If you built a wall, even a fox could knock it over. That's really rude, isn't it? 
Do you think that you'd have been hurt by that? So what do you think you'd have done about it? I would have said no. Quite right. And do you um, think you'd have prayed to God for strength? Uh, probably. Yeah. Well, that's what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah prayed to God, and he kept building. That's looking a bit precarious, but never mind. So the next thing that happened was that these nasty people started, well, started making plots to attack Jerusalem and to come and fight them. So the next thing that Nehemiah did, what do you think you'd do if, if you heard that they were coming to fight you? Um, I'd warn the people in the city. Yep. Do you think you'd pray as well? Um, you would. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nehemiah prayed some more, and he posted a guard in the, in the bits that were the lowest, the areas of the wall that were the lowest, he posted a guard, and they kept building. Now, the next thing that happened was that the builders began to get a bit daunted by the task. They thought, there's lots of rubble here, and there's not all that many bricks, and it's a huge wall, and we're not sure we can do it. And when they kept hearing about people coming to attack them, they got even more worried. So what do you think Nehemiah did about that? Uh, I prayed. Yep. <laughs> he did, and he gave the people a pep talk. So what he said was, just remember whose side you're on. Remember whose side you're on. God has got this. God can do this. God is almighty and awesome and all-powerful, and he will help us. And then he gave all the builders swords and spears and bows and arrows so that if there was an attack, they'd be ready. And all the builders had to build with a sword attached to their belt. And some of the, some of the people were put on guard all the time. So half, of the, half the guards were building, half of them were looking out and there was a guy with a trumpet and Nehemiah said if an attack happens anywhere in the walls because it was quite a big area if, if an attack happens everybody must run to that spot when they hear the trumpet and until then you keep building now the next thing that happened was that Sam Ballot and Tobiah decided to try and get Nehemiah out of there they thought if we get rid of him then they won't carry on building. So what they did was they sent him a message saying, we think you should come and talk to us about this. Come out into one of the villages in the plain of, oh no. And so they said, come, come and talk to us about this. We can, we can sort it out between us. Nehemiah, what do you think Nehemiah did about that? Um, he said yes. No, he said no. <laughs> he said, I'm too busy. I'm too busy, I'm too busy building the wall. Too busy building the wall. That's it, yeah. So Nehemiah prayed again, and he said, I'm too busy building the wall, I can't come. And do you know, they kept sending the same message. They did it four times. And four times, Nehemiah said, I'm too busy. Then the fifth time, they wrote this letter, and it was an open letter. It wasn't sealed up, so everybody and anybody could read it. And it said... Nehemiah is planning to make himself king. 
Are you listening, Nehemiah? Nehemiah is planning to make himself king and to rebel against Babylon. What do you reckon? Good. No, it's not good. (laughs) Nehemiah wasn't planning to make himself king. He was just planning to get Jerusalem rebuilt. Okay, so that was a load of lies, actually. And so, what do you think Nehemiah did next? He prayed. He prayed. And... That's it, yep. So Nehemiah prayed more and kept building the wall. Oh dear. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think there must have been a fox, mustn't there? (laughs) So, what do you think happened next? So, all right. Right, are we going to rebuild this wall? That's going to fall down. Right. So, grown-ups, if you get bored, have a look at Nehemiah's, Nehemiah chapters 4 and 6. And in fact, when you go home, read it for your homework to check that what I'm saying is right. So, the next thing that happened was that Tobiah and Sambalat paid one of the prophets called Shemaiah to, to give a false prophecy. And Shemaiah then said to Nehemiah, I think, we, I think you should go into the temple and shut the door and hide because people are coming to kill you in the night. What do you think Nehemiah felt about that? Uh, good. No, <laughs> he didn't. He thought it was bad. You, you would have hidden. Yeah, well, I, I guess a lot of people would have done. But Nehemiah knew that that prophecy did not come from God. And the reason he knew that was that only priests are allowed in the temple, in the holy bit, in the inside bit where you can shut the door. And he wasn't a priest, so he wasn't allowed in there. And he knew God didn't want him to go in there. So, he said, I will not go because God doesn't want me to do that. But I think he must have been a bit sad that... Use this. I think he must have been a bit sad that Shemaiah the prophet, somebody that he had trusted in the past, had let him down and tried to destroy his reputation... Because if he, had, if he had gone into the temple, then the, he, he would have done the wrong thing, he would have sinned, he would have driven a wedge between himself and the priests, and it would have destroyed his credibility. So it would have been a really bad thing to do, actually. So what he did instead was he prayed, and he kept on building. Now, I think the moral of this story is... Because the wall got finished in 52 days, which is totally amazing, isn't it? And then everybody around, all the Jews and all the people from the other countries as well, could see that it was God that had done this. Because there's absolutely no way it would have been done in 52 days otherwise. Oh, looking good. Now then, what does this say to us? I think what it says is that in life... 
when God gives you something to do, there will be opposition. People will come against you. People will criticize you and people might try to stop you doing it. So when Nehemiah experienced that sort of problem, what he did was he prayed and he kept going. And that is what we need to do. We need to pray and we need to keep going with whatever it is God's given us to do, wherever it is he's put us. And the other thing is that we need to remember our leaders. Because if, if Nehemiah hadn't been strong, then everything, nothing would have happened. If Nehemiah hadn't known and trusted God, then he would have gone wrong all those times when, he, when there were temptations to do the wrong thing. Now then, we, as a church family need to make sure that we're always praying for Mark and Megan because they're our leaders, aren't they? And I thought, actually, children, it might be really nice if you could come and pray for Mark and Megan now. What do you think? Yep. Right, so can we have Mark and Megan up here at the front? And I want all the children to come round them and to pray for them. You might... Kneel down, because otherwise they can't reach you. (laughs) Father God, we thank you so much for sending Mark and Megan to be our leaders here. And Father, we pray for your blessing on them. Father, we pray that you will lead them and that you will guide them and that you will show yourself to them. Father, that you will reveal to them what you want to do in this place. And that you'll help them to be strong. Father, we know that leaders sometimes face criticism and that people don't always agree with them. We pray that you will help them to be strong and to keep following you whatever happens. Help them to stay close to you in prayer. And just help them to to know your love and your strength with them. Because we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.